On today's show, I'm going to be talking with King Swig, a rapper from Fresno, California, who is getting people pretty excited with his new signal single called New Dance. It probably is a signal. You're kind of signaling people to the dance floor, and I think you're already uh, getting on some record charts with that, so I want to talk about that and more. So welcome to the show, King Swig. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're known for your expert raps, and I think with this song, New Dance, people are going to now connect you with a funky bass line. And that's exactly what I was going for. I'm trying to create a new genre. You know, funk is something that was popular in the, like, the 80s, and now it's like gangster rap now, so I'm trying to mix the two to create that bridge between the young and the old. You know what I'm talking about? Well, the song just grabs you from the very first note, and I think a lot of people do like that old-school funk sound. Like, how did you develop that, and like, who did you work with on the studio for this song? Well, I had got a call from one of my producers, and, uh, you know, I'm always trying to overreach and come out with the next best thing. So he called me and told me he had a beat that he had just come up with, something new. So when he showed it to me, I instantly liked it because it was funky, it was groovy, and I felt like I could do a sound that could make people move to it. It took me about maybe like four to six months to actually come up with a song, but it just all came together after that. Were you inspired by, uh, like, some of the 80s funk classics, like maybe some Rick James? Or, you know, who 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 were you listening to when you were, like, writing this song? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily listening to anybody, but growing up, my mom, like, every Christmas, she'll buy me, like, CDs, and she'll, she'll give me, like, 70s music or 80s music, like, Great Ball of Fire and all that stuff during that era, and when I heard it, it just snapped me back to my childhood. And I was like, what if I could bring that to the new age, but with a new sound? You know what I mean? Well, so you're that, that. right. Well, that's a nice mom to share that with you. I mean, I think so many people of this generation are loving the music that their parents listen to. Right, right. Well, your previous music, you could obviously dance to it, but this seems like much more overtly like, you know, get up and and, and dance. And when I was looking at your Twitter account today, um, it says that you're already on some dance record charts with this. So so what's that all about? Well, recently, um, through through one of my engineers, he he hooked me up with a a connection, and uh, they – talked to some people and got me out there on the radio, which I which I was trying to do for a while now. And uh, every week it seems like it keeps going higher. I get on a new chart, the top 50 R&B hip-hop chart, the global indie artist chart and all that. And so I'm just trying to see how much further I can go. Right now my goal is to get on media base and start hitting the bigger radio stations to get towards the billboard. So... Mm-hmm. Well, it's, what's been the reaction so far? Yeah. Well, what's been the reaction for the song so far? I mean, it seems like a lot of people are really picking up on it. Well, I haven't heard one bad thing about it. It's it, it, like you said. W- once they hear the beat, then it's like it makes them. I don't know. I want to say joyous, but it makes them want to move for some reason. It's not like 
this new school rap that always talks about guns and violence and stuff like that, even though I do kind of talk about it to connect with what's going on today, but it's just the beat takes it to a different direction. It doesn't take it to the darkness. It's it's more you want to be happy, more light, you know? Well, I know you got, like, the single out there, the audio. Are you going to be making a music video to it? Well, I just recently shot the um, music video um, on Friday. Uh, actually, at 2.30, I got to finish it today, and it should be up maybe within the next week or so. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people, it's a real challenge with COVID and all the quarantines and stuff to shoot music videos. Like, how did you shoot around that? Well, the the videographer, he, he, he takes precautions. He wears his mask and stuff like that. But also, for this particular music video, we did it out kind of in the middle of nowhere to where it wasn't mm-hmm big crowds and I kind of keep it controlled to where I invite personal people to come. It's not like anybody could come. It's a big crowd, maybe like three to four people. Sure. Well, you've raised a pretty high bar with your previous music videos. I mean, they're pretty vivid. I'm sure your fans, you know, when you put out a new video, they're expecting something pretty big from you. Yeah. They're they're expecting quality and nothing less. So what's a little bit different in this music video that you just shot? Is it more into the dancing? Is it, does it get a little bit funkier with, with the people and the dancing? Do they go a little old school with it? Okay, so my first my first initial idea was to bring back like a 70s, 80s look with the afro and the groovy clothes and stuff like that. But like you said, with COVID, I didn't want just – a lot of people and there's certain places that wouldn't let us shoot. So I took another route because in this song, I'm basically talking about how I'm trying to make it, but a lot of people don't want to support me necessarily in the city, whatever the case may be. And I actually got a part two to it, which actually talks about the struggle, but with a more comedic way of saying it, comedy way of saying it. So in this video is going to basically be like a person trying to like hunt me down while I'm having fun, laughing, dancing, and he, he, he can't catch me because you can't stop my sign basically. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and it does have some dance moves. I'm going to probably put a couple, you know, new school dances in there and stuff like that, but they got a lot to expect from this. It's probably going to be one of my best videos coming out so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you always seem to have a little sense of humor, you know, in your work. A little tongue-in-cheek at times, don't you think? Yes, yes, of course. I try to, I try, it's music, it's entertainment. You know, you don't want your fans to be bored with the same talk that everybody talks about. So I try to bring comedy with it, plus, you know, a good visual to represent what I'm saying. Do you think people sometimes take your music videos too literally? Uh, uh, Not really. I mean, you you really can't take a music video too literally unless it's like really down talking something. But they they just look at it as here's another guy rapping, what makes him different, you know? So 
I got to always think above and beyond to to outshine what everybody else is doing. Try not to follow the same monotone that they're used to and try to break and create a new wave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that um, seems to set you apart is, you know, you do a lot of collaboration, and it seems like that brings out, you know, good work in both you and the people you collaborate with. I've really liked the the um, – the, the music and the videos that have come of that. Of course, of course, you got a network to to excel in this in this industry. So, who's been your favorite? Well, not that you haven't enjoyed them all, but who's been your favorite collaborations so far? Um, if if I would have to say on a personal level, I would have to say it's DC's from Sacramento. He's actually an authentic, uh, authentic figure. He's actually out there in the community trying to give back and enlighten the youth, even though he's young himself. Um, even though our song is more towards the violence, but you know that's what they tend to like. But uh, my my favorite collab song would be with Capolo from um, East Oakland. It, 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 that's a club song and it has all the females dancing and it recently uh, a couple months ago hit a million streams on SoundCloud so well yeah. that's something to be proud of I mean that's in this day and age a million streams is uh, that's really something yeah you gotta you gotta really have a supporting and a following to get there but like his his sound his music and it, it just went up from there so well, those are all uh, West Coast artists. Are you straight West Coast or with uh, someone on the East Coast? Well, I'm, I'm actually expanding. I've done a song. He's not big yet with an uh, artist named Dari G. He's from Memphis. We did a couple songs together. I also got a song with uh, another Chicago artist. goes by the name of Paris Corleone. He's an upcoming artist. But one of the big artists... Uh, is Rico Reckless from Chicago, and uh, I haven't dropped that song yet due to the the violence and stuff going on in Chicago recently. But you know, I'm actually trying to outreach. So how is all of 2020? So much going on. How has that influenced your music? You know, do you think it's gonna inspire more, you know, specific music to comment on what's been going on this year? Uh, well, as far as 2020, it, it, it's, it's been hard for probably every artist uh, as far as the show being shut down. So people are just trying to think of more ways to connect with their fans, uh, different music, what what can hit home, what can reach them better. You know, people used to do a lot of songs strictly for, like, performances, but since you can't perform, they're trying to think of how to do a song that could captivate a person's attention without them having to perform it. You know what I'm saying? So um, as far as me, I don't try to touch bases on COVID. I mean, it's just another pandemic going around that we're all going to get past. And I just try to keep positive and speak a positive message when I can. Well, I think that's too bad with COVID is, you know, all the nightclubs being shut down, you know, now when the perfect time to go out and dance to your new song, you know, yeah. you kind of have to wait until all that opens up before you can see people in public dancing to your music. 
Yeah, and 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 it's, it's kind of depressing because you know that is a good record to dance to. Is it's a good record to put in the clubs, and I could see people making up their own dance. The reason I called it new dance is it's not a specific dance. You know what I mean? If anybody mm-hmm. with the day and age of technology can create anything viral, you know what I mean, on TikTok on whatever, and so I called it new dance. So whoever comes up with a new dance, that's like. That's them, you know what I mean? Well, how are people responding to just, you know, your category now? Because I know, you know, you bill yourself as everything from party music to trap music. You know, some people just say, oh, rapper, hip-hop, you know, now dance music, old-school funk. You know, are people now looking at you differently in just what genre you're in? Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm steady throwing a curveball. So um, every time someone hears that, they they never know what to expect from me now. It's like, whoa, I didn't expect this coming from him, and it actually is a good song. So I've had females tell me they love it. They want to do dances to it. Um, but who knows? Next month I might come out with something that's part of EDM or something. You know, it's just I'm just trying to stay ahead of the wave and, it's better to touch all bases and and not have all your eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? So they can't just say, Oh, he's a hip hop artist. You could say I'm a musician. I'm a music artist because I could do anything. I'm versatile. Well, it's interesting. You say you would consider some EDM. Have you had many EDM producers or DJs approach you to work with you? Not recently. I've talked to um, a producer over in London, but it's a certain sound because when it comes to EDM, it's not necessarily the artist anymore that takes control. It's it's the producer, the way they they put stuff together, the way they put the beats and the sounds, how they do the BPM. So it's I'm real specific because that is a big music market that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you're really open to this now. I I think the challenge for you would be, since you've had so many collaborations, people might think, oh, I'm just going to email, you know, King Swig and we'll collaborate. But when you get so many requests like that, how do you filter through them? And, you know, how do do you choose people that you want to work with? So if I... So I do my research on everybody I do music with, um, like what type of following they got, what type of views they can generate. Um, if I see someone that wants a feature with me, it, it, it's now on the scale of how serious are they taking this music. It's not necessarily what can they do for me, but it's how serious. If they're not taking it that serious, then I'm going to make sure that they got to pay me for my time because – I don't know what they're going to do with that song. They might just sit on it or they play it at a backyard barbecue. But if they're serious, then I'm going to give them leeway and work with them and stuff like that. Tom, right now I tell them I'm not really trying to collaborate because I'm trying to solidify my foundation and, and reach a certain height, and I can't go backwards by dealing with someone that's not on the same level as me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, since New Dance, you know, your your funky bass line evokes that that old school, you know, R&B funk, would you consider sampling, you know, like a classic funk song for one of your next, you know, releases? 
I've actually have I've actually um reached out with I don't know if you know him, Afro Man to actually do mm-hmm. a video camp on one of my uh in one of my songs because he had the little I wouldn't necessarily say funk, but he had the kind of little bounce with his music in the nineties, so I actually would sample someone if I didn't get sued for it, you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. No, I just you know, um he was it's a singer that just collaborated with Afro Man. I was talking to him about him, which means I probably have to talk, interview Afro Man at some point because everyone's <laughs> wanted to work with him. Yeah, he well, uh, uh, he uh, we we was actually texting and he uh, his, his price is just uh, ridiculous, but you know maybe I could talk him down as I grow in clout or something. I don't know. And if he digs your music and your style, you know, that, that seems to go a long way and sometimes be more important right. than money to people. They want to work with people they like. Right, right, right. But I still can't get over, you know, your mom's influence because, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm much closer to your mom's age than to you. So I, you know, totally remember this old school funk, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, you know, high high school years. I think it's just so cool that the new generations, you know, embracing it. They've been, you know, embracing old school funk for a long time. But for you, what does your mom think, you know, about your career projection now? Does she like the fact you're moving closer to this dance funk? So I haven't necessarily showed my mom yet because um, my mom's pushing, my mom's like 79. She was born born in the 40s. And okay. so a lot of my music isn't her style, even though, like, she wouldn't understand, like, what I'm talking about because the new lingo and what does that mean and why are you talking about this? So when I do bring this to her, I wanted to show the video and, and what I've accomplished behind this so she would understand why I did it like this. And I could tell her this is from her showing me all those 70s and 80s CDs used to buy me for Christmas for my CD player and stuff like that. So, it, when I hope I hope she likes it. <laughs> well, well, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand you want your mom to like your music, but on the other hand, uh oh, my mom likes my music. You know, what are my yeah. fans going to say? <laughs> it, it, I mean, and, you know, half, I can't, half I, the, I, the right of I was going to say that, you know, the rite of passage of any artist is when they're young, you know, they want to make music that kind of pisses off their parents. <laughs> I mean, then once they get that out of their system. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it makes her mad or whatever, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really bother me none. I mean, it, it is my life. It is my career choice and stuff like that. So she could only support me in whatever way she chooses how, but at the same time, I got to think about how do I reach fans because not necessarily your mom's going to always support you. You know, it's just, you're always going to be her baby, but it's how do you reach your fans? How can you bridge from the 16 year olds all the way to people that's 40? You know, once you mm-hmm. once you keep yourself in a box where it's from 18 to 21, what about the older generations? They don't want to keep hearing about how you ride around with a gun, how you go slide on your enemies and stuff. They want to hear something that 
could bring them back to their youth. You feel what I'm saying? But then at the same time, you don't want to lose the youth. So it's kind of hard to bridge that gap. And I think with New Dance, it might be a pivotal song once it's played in the uh, once it's played in the the clubs, and people start hearing it more. Now, how long have you been recording music and putting it out? Well, I started I started when I was fifteen, and we actually had a DJ that was taking us to a whole bunch of big concerts and stuff like that. But since we was under eighteen, he couldn't do too much with us, so it kind of discouraged me, and I, I stopped doing music. So recently, um, due to some some events in my past, uh, two years ago, I, I I came back to music and started from scratch, and just I felt like this was. Uh, route I can go since it seems like they let anybody be famous off music. See the mumble rappers, all type of stuff. So, okay. well, since you're 15 and took the break, and now, like, what's the biggest difference you've seen in the music industry? Oh man, uh, if they would have told me to stick with it when I was 15, uh, I probably would have, you know, because uh, through time you you develop. But if they would have told me how hard it was, though, that's what I do see now. It's just not just something you, oh, I'm going to go into the studio, I'm going to go record, I'm going to drop something. It's more I got to put everything to the side. I I can't even distract myself. I got to be focused, like, every day, all day. It's it's literally you are a business. You're running your own business. You're, you're marketing yourself. You got to make sure people hear you. You got to promote yourself and come up with new ideas so you don't sound the same as everybody else and you don't want to talk about the same stuff. So they would have told me how hard it was. I, I probably probably would have quit back then too. Mm-hmm. So what's different now? What, what keeps you going? Um, I'm older now. So um, I have, I have goals and, and I have a vision plus um, a lot of people, when I was just rapping for fun just to make time go by, they was like, you should, you should really take it serious. And as I've been doing it, I've been seeing the growth of people supporting me and, and telling me that I've developed a better sound, a style. And then this past month, people have been telling me I'm one of the best sounds. I say like the top five, I'm not going to get cocky on here, but they'll say like, I'm one of the top five sounds in the city that people like. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps me going. And also um, I don't want to work for nobody anymore. You know, <laughs> if I could sign a label mm-hmm. deal, you know, and, and be set for life, then why not go for it? Well, we're going to wrap up in a little bit. Still have a couple more questions for you, but before we do, I want to make sure people can find you and your music online. So where, where can they buy new dance and where can they learn more about you? So, the I could go down a spill list. I could tell them to go search me on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. The easiest way I'm gonna tell them is just Google me. Google me, King Swig. It'll pop up my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. It also has me on uh, Wikipedia. So if they want to know a background on who King Swig is and how I grew up and what I've been through. You can look me up on Wikipedia and it'll it'll tell you everything about me as an artist and as a personal person. 
And they should do swig with two G's at the end. Yes, swig. Because I've tried it with <laughs> with one G. Different stuff <laughs> comes up, so they'll probably find you faster if they just put two G's right off the bat. Yes, yes. Cool. Google well, is, is the easiest way. Google easy way, okay. Well, and I really recommend they check out your YouTube channel for those videos, which kind of leads me to my last question. You make these really vivid music videos, and I think a lot of people from the outside think, oh, King Swig just gets his friends together, and they just point the camera and start having fun. I want you to tell <laughs> us, you know, what's the reality of making a video that looks like you just did and started having this spontaneous fun but what's actually the reality of making your videos? Uh, so the reality is, man, you you got to call basically everybody you know because a lot of people are going to flake. A lot of people don't have the vision you have, so they're going to come up with a bunch of excuses. Um, but the difference with me is I actually listen to my songs probably over a hundred times in an hour just to come up with a concept, you know, and a storyline behind it so that it wouldn't just look like I gathered a bunch of friends and we just got some, got some bottles and just turned up and stuff like that. And then on the videos that does look like it's a party turned out. One thing I, I advise people when you have, when you have that type of environment, don't play your music, let it be natural play songs that people play in the clubs, play songs that people like to dance to and have your videographer capture all that as B-roll and add it into your song so it looks natural. It's not forced. So, you know, some people tell okay. me to pay them, and I tell them no because I'm not going to pay you to be in one of my videos when you're getting free exposure. But sometimes if you want a model chick, you might have to pay for them and stuff like that. People got their own ways. They go about it. Out of all your videos, which is your favorite? Uh, I would have to say, uh, I would have to say, bring it back, bring it back. That was actually, it was a fun music video. I actually had the video, the video guy, he stopped recording and started having fun himself. Like it was supposed <laughs> to be for like an hour and two, and it ended up being six hours. People with drinking beer and bottles and just dancing and laughing. And everybody told me they had such a fun time. They said this was one of the best videos they ever been to or participated in. And I think that was one that I'm always going to remember. And dreaming real big, you know, you're getting out there and meeting, you know, more bigger established names if you could get, you know, one of your idols out there to collab with you in 2021, who would it be? I would have to go with Kevin Gates. I would really have to get a song with Kevin Gates. I've been listening to him since I was like 17, and I kid you not, not one song has he disappointed me in. I, every song, front to back, every album is just nonstop heat. So... Well, now that you put it out there and he's going to hear this interview, probably I, I give it six months and you guys will be in the studio together. And I really hope so. That that will be that will be a big accomplishment for me. If I if I got a song with Kevin Gates, I, I, I don't know what I would do. 
you know. Well, I've really enjoyed, you know, learning more about you. You know, I, like I said, I've been watching your videos, listening to new dance a lot, because I love a funky bass line, so I, I'm pretty easy on that. But all the rest, too, your performance is great on it. So, so I'm just really hoping that, you know, when the video comes out that – COVID will be lifted and, you know, people can be going back to the clubs and dancing to your music. Definitely. And, and that's not the only one new dance is just the beginning. I've got, that's, that's actually the genre I'm trying to stamp just like Bruno Mars, how he brought funk back, but with his own way, I'm trying to bring a new style of funk and that's, that's the route I'm going. Hopefully it picks up and people try to be like me in the future. I don't know. And do you have like uh, something scheduled for the follow-up single? Is that coming out within the next couple months? Oh yes, I, I definitely got a, um, I definitely got a song to follow it up. Uh, actually, reference the song in this second song, and that one is gonna be twice as better than this one. Oh. So maybe instead of just saying the title, do we have to listen to new dance and kind of get the clues and figure out what the, what the new title is? Um, you probably still would, even if you listen to New Dance, you probably still wouldn't figure out the title. Like, I don't, most people name their song off of something they said in the, in the song or whatever was repeated the most. But sometimes I just be like, huh, that's a, that's a cool name. Name it that. So sometimes the name of the song has nothing to do with the actual song. So, like, the second song is called Silver Spoon. Like, you know, growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth and, being rich, whatever, but if you hear the song, it's all about how I was down and everybody overlooked my music and the labels don't really notice you until you're already popping, so it's like now I'm going to make sure that all of you guys notice me with this new sound and this new funky beat and this wave that I'm creating, so that's what it's technically about. Well, his name is King Swig. The new single is called New Dance. Encourage everyone to just race out to Spotify and listen to it. And I just really appreciate, you know, talking with you, King Swig, and just wish you a lot of success in 2021. I appreciate this opportunity.